Welcome everyone, Dylan Jamelli here today with a brand new video for you and we are going to do some peptides videos as promised. Today we're going to talk about GHRP2. But before we get into that, just a big shout out and thank you to everybody out there supporting the channel. I cannot thank you enough. The likes, the shares, the subs. If you haven't yet, please do all of those things. It helps the channel to grow just at crazy amounts. Those little, little things really, truly help. So please do if you can. Also, Today's video is sponsored by letsgetcheck.com. Letsgetcheck.com specializes in at-home blood testing and they are the kings at at-home blood testing. All you have to do, go to the website, letsgetcheck.com, order whatever blood test you want. They send you a kit in the mail. You then produce the sample, send it back to them. You can um, overnight it. You can do priority shipping right back to them. It's quick, it's efficient, it's discreet. You're going to get your results very fast. There's doctors and nurses there to help you constantly with any questions that you might have. And on top of that, use the code Jamelli30 and save 30% off. Let's get check.com. Check them out. Get all your blood work done. Now, Let's talk about GHRP2. I've been promising peptide videos and I'm going to really, really make it a point to try to get these out there every week or every other week for you because I know there's a lot of people wanting to learn more and um, so I'm going to get into it. Uh, you know, I have a lot of background here, not quite to the extent of SARMs and, and anabolics, but I definitely have been um, studying peptides for a very, very long time as well. So um, let's kind of dig into that. Now, GHRP2 is actually what's called a hexapeptide, and it's a pure growth hormone secretagogue. And we've heard secretagogue before, which is like MK677 and things like that. Now, GHRP2 is also what you would call a synthetic agonist of ghrelin. Now, unlike GHRP6, it doesn't bring on the amount of like drastic hunger that GHRP6 does and kind of similarly to MK677. Um, so some people are going to notice a little bit of an increase in hunger, but nowhere near to that extent. So don't get too worried about that. Now, somewhere in between GHRP6 and ipamorelin, number two has the ability to be a very serious con uh, contender when you're considering which GHRP to use with your GHRH. Now, GHRP and GR, uh GHRH mean growth hormone releasing peptide and growth hormone releasing hormone. Sorry, it's tongue twisting. Um, unlike uh, number six, number two does not come with like a really heavy hunger side effect, like I said, but it still maintains all the benefits of activating ghrelin. So I'm going to explain to you why ghrelin is actually so important for, you know, the growth hormone releasing peptide itself. Now, ghrelin is what you would call a regulatory GH secretion that's produced inside your stomach and it's largely uh, regulated by a person's nutritional intake. There are studies out there that have shown that ghrelin increases during times of fasting and you're, when you're anticipating meals coming in. All right. This is the main reasons why the, the users of GHRP6 are going to experience extreme hunger because what it's doing is it's actually mimicking the effects of ghrelin acting as if the stomach is in a state of fasting. Now, number two does the same, but chemists were able to dial back the severity of the hunger sides that come uh, along with GHRP2. Now, it's not to say that it won't increase hunger in most people because it certainly can, and oftentimes it does. Now, how does it work? So, the single polypeptide chain composed of six amino acid is a growth 
hormone-releasing peptide. Now, GHRP2 not only functions to stimulate the ghrelin um, release that I talked about, but also works to actually correct production of low-level growth hormone. So simply put, it is perfectly designed with the intention of actually releasing human growth hormone from the pituitary gland. So these mechanisms have been shown to actually produce lean body gains in lean body individuals. Now, since GHRP2 is a ghrelin agonist, it's gonna help to actually promote the secretion of human growth hormone in a two-fold process. So one, it acts to boost growth hormone through amplification of the transduction pathway. In addition, it suppresses the action of somatostatin, which is a growth hormone which limits the um, actual release of growth hormone. And these actions make GHRP2 a perfect option to increase endogenous growth hormone levels. Now let's talk about dosing and using and things like that. Just like other peptides, it's gonna come in a lyophilized powder. Now it's gotta be stored in a very cool and dry place and it needs to be reconstituted with bacteriostatic water that's meant for injection. Now once it's been reconstituted, it has to be kept in a cold storage like the refrigerator until it's ready to be used. Now normally it's gonna be used two to three times a day around 100 to 300 micrograms per injection. Now with other GHRPs as well, it's likely or it's highly advisable for you to use a GHRH in order to maximize the effectiveness of the actual pulse wave combination in accessing the pituitary pathway to release growth hormone. Now let's talk about side effects. The hunger side effect I've stated now several times. It can also come with elevated levels of cortisol and prolactin, which a lot of peptides can. And especially when you get in that higher range and that like when you're going over 200 micrograms per injection, expect that type of thing. Um, you could feel some lethargy, which is common with peptides. Um, especially at first, you could get some water retentioning, uh, retention, some tingling, some numbness. You could have even some decreased insulin sensitivity as well. These are all things that you got to be aware of. Um, you need to get blood work done. Prolactin, especially with a lot of peptides, it gets there. So you may want to be taking vitamin B6 while you're taking it anyway, which is a natural thing, you know, uh, element that's going to help you to control or mitigate prolactin problems. Um, I don't think it would ever be a bad idea anytime you're running anything that can um, increase prolactin to have caber or promi on hand. I'm not saying that you're going to have to use it, but have it there just in case. Um, vitamin B6, just dose your normal daily standard dose that comes along the bottle. You don't want to go excessive with that. You never want to go excessive with vitamins and things like that because they can have a adverse effect. So don't do that. Just run it normal. Get your blood work done beforehand. Make sure that you're well within ranges and then do it again in a few, you know, depending on how long you're running it, at least, you know, a good, I like to say 50% of the way. It depends on how long you're going with it though. So, you know, 30 to 50% in, you should be able to tell, you know, if you're getting elevated prolactin levels and then other areas that need to, to be, you know, checked upon and, and monitored as well. Now, one of the most common positive effects that you're going to get with it is decreased body fat. You can also get some increased lean body mass, like I had said, some improved sleep, um, an increase in IGF-1 production, increase in bone density, increase in cellular repair. Um, it has its good and bad to it, but it should also be uh, you know, taken into consideration when you compare it to hexarelin or GHRP-6. It's actually the mildest of them all next to ipamorelin. So um, if you're looking for some anti-aging properties or the ability to increase lean body mass, 
you know, or even as a bridge in between cycles, I think GHRP2 is a good choice to help you on that path. It's a really potent growth hormone releasing peptide. Um, just be advised, it has side effects like I covered. It's not going to shut down your natural production of growth hormone though. So with a proper diet, really good training, strict, consistent discipline, you know, this is a really good option. It, it, one of the things about peptides is they're not quite like as more drastic as SARMs are. Um, and, you know, then SARMs aren't nearly as drastic as steroids. So it just kind of goes on a scale here. They, I really like, you know, SARMs stacked with peptides and a lot of options, you know, that you could go with. But most peptides, if you really want to get the most out of them, and, and you could argue this with SARMs, while a lot of SARMs you can do quite well running them singularly, they're obviously a lot better when stacked. Peptides really, really, really are a lot better when stacked. And really, you know, as long as you've got two of them going, they kind of feed off of each other. And I'll cover some different stacks that are commonly used. I'm not going to get into that now because that's really not the focus of this video. But what I'll do is I'll make a video that just talks about some good stacks and some good peptides that kind of go well with each other. Um, and, and we'll cover that as well because I want to make sure that, you know, we get, I, I'm not just throwing out terms here, you know, which I guess I'm kind of doing on this, you know, with the GHRH and, and GHRPs and, and I need to do a, probably a, a breakdown of all of those things. I've done a peptide video in general that you can refer to, but I'll, I'll cover some cycles for everybody as well. So that my friends is GHRP2. Um, we're going to just keep pumping out some peptide videos as I can go and, and get more of that information out to you. So I will keep them coming. Just keep liking, subbing, and sharing, helping the channel to grow. That being said, stay tuned for plenty more to come. Dylan Jamelli, signing off.